It's back to school for business aviation professionals as they sing the praises of our industry for both high school and college students in the Pacific Northwest. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Pete Combs with your trusted source for business aviation news. NBAA is dedicated to identifying and encouraging future business aviation professionals, people who will become the next generation workforce in our vital industry. And in that effort, it's crucial to reach out to these potential colleagues and point out to them the tremendous advantages of a career in business aviation. So, several members of both NBAA and the Pacific Northwest Business Aviation Association joined some 12,000 people, aircraft owners, pilots, maintenance technicians, and of course, students at the Washington State Fairgrounds in Puyallup for the Northwest Aviation Conference and Trade Show. And some of those folks are with us right now. Christy Ivey is NBAA's regional representative in the Northwest. Brian Castor is NBAA's senior manager of flight operations and regulations. And from PNBAA, Brian Miller, chief pilot at Vulcan Incorporated, and Ernesta Corcoran, scheduler and dispatcher for 11236 LLC. Both Ernesta and Brian Miller are based at Boeing Field in Seattle. Thanks to you all for taking time to talk with us here on NBAA's Flight Plan. You know, one of the events at the conference and trade show was the Northwest Aviation Career Forum. It's a panel discussion that featured both Brian Miller and Ernesta. Brian, this was a chance for both high school and college students to step right up and hear firsthand about the advantages of a career in business aviation. Part of the panel that both Ernesta and I were on, along with uh, three others, talking about uh, business aviation and specifically uh, through NBAA and, and how we can get folks uh, interested in the business side versus the, the airline or military side. Hey, Ernesto, tell me about the crowd. Who was there? Were they uh, high school? Were they college? A little bit of both? How many? Tell me a little bit about the folks who were there. There was a mix of people, actually. There, was, there were people that were in high school all the way up to people that are looking to transition over even from the military or the airlines. So there was a really good mix. Krista, do we know how many people were there all together? It sounds like it was a pretty big event. From the organizers, uh, they shared with me before the event started that they already had 300 RSVPs and were expecting at least 50 or 100 on-site registrations as well. So uh, I'm not sure what the final headcount was. But I know that it was uh, quite a bit over 300. Brian Castell, let me just ask you, initially, that's a great turnout. Did that at all surprise you to see that many people turn out? Yeah, it was, it was great to see the turnout. But what was really great was to see the folks coming by the table who were genuinely interested in business aviation. Talked to a handful of folks across different phases of their career, transitioning into aviation from different fields or lifelong passion for aviation that had come up to ask questions about getting involved in business aviation. So that was the really rewarding part. Brian, in fact, you had a, a booth of sorts set up there at the at the forum, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Pacific Northwest Business Aviation Association and the National Business Aviation Association, NBA, had a joint table uh, there at the booth. 
Let's talk a little bit before we actually get to the panel discussion. I'm real interested in talking about um, what you heard that you liked. Uh, what sort of questions, Brian Miller, did you get? Because you have a very diverse background. And even before we talk about the questions you received, you have a multifaceted background in aviation. Yeah, that's correct. Some of it on purpose. <laughs> so, um, for the, you know, for, for those listening, I guess uh, uh, my background, um, I started flying actually when I was in fourth grade. So at a very young age, I realized uh, really what I wanted to do uh, with my career. And so I started in the Army uh, flying. Um, I flew in the Navy Reserves. I have flown for uh, one of the major carriers. I've flown cargo for FedEx, and uh, I've been in the uh, the business aviation side now for about 20 years, 37 years total. Wow, that's a wonderful career, and I, I think that gives you a very unique perspective. When we're talking to people who are interested in becoming aviation professionals, one of the things I think they might be looking for most, they want to know about the differences between the various types of aviation, whether it's commercial or uh, Part 135 or Part 91. Yeah, it depends on their level of experience as to what they're asking. Um, some of the, the ones, uh, for instance, there was a young man there today who was a freshman in high school. And he's already out looking and trying to make contacts and figure out which direction he needed to take in order to get to to be an, a pilot and and he didn't really know you know whether that would mean for business or for the military or for commercial so um it's good to have that experience from all aspects so that i can help guide the younger ones into a direction that they they'd like to go you know ernesta you have a very different experience you are a scheduler dispatcher uh, and that's something I would imagine the kids don't realize that you could do when they look at an aviation career. Yeah, not a lot of people realize that there's a lot of different types of jobs you can get into in business aviation. Um, the pilots seem to have more of the popularity. And so for me, it was important for me to let people know that there's other things you can do in the aviation, business aviation side that is very rewarding and it's not as popular or as well known if if not popular exactly yeah hey christy uh, tell me about how the events unfolded because as i think we mentioned earlier we had more than one thing going on there you had the table that brian kester mentioned but you also had uh, a discussion that's right so we were asked uh, several months ago by the folks that put on the northwest aviation trade show in puyallup put on by the Washington Aviation Association. Their trade show has gone on for several years at the Puyallup Fairgrounds. Just in the last two years, they created this career forum and asked us to participate this year. And we did. We were asked to present. And we had competing sessions at the same time, but the business aviation session was in the larger keynote area. And I think we peaked the interest of some folks that maybe did not know what business aviation is or um, had heard about it but wanted to learn a little bit more. So we did have quite a few folks that attended our session that came by the booth later to ask some more pointed questions about how they get involved or engaged in uh, pursuing a career path. 
you had this panel discussion, and I thought what was really great about that was that you and Brian Castor were able to question the panelists, including Brian Miller and Ernesta, and talk a little bit about what is so special about being a, an aviation professional in uh, business aviation as opposed to, to other facets, perhaps commercial. I wonder, what were some of the questions you asked of uh, Brian and Ernesta? And I wonder if Brian and Ernesta might actually answer some of them. One of the questions we asked Ernesta as well was she jumps in and she has volunteered and, and been engaged in several uh, facets of both PNBAA, NBAA, and, and she mentors as well. Um, how, first of all, why is that important to her? And what would she suggest for somebody um, that wants to get uh, engaged and involved? What's the first step they should think about taking? Um, so Brian did discuss the differences between airlines and business aviation, but he also uh, talked about some some obstacles and some challenges and recommendations for those transitioning from the military to civil aviation as well. And I wonder if there was a lot of interest in that, Brian Miller. Did a lot of people sort of uh, uh, go, oh, you've seen all of that, and, and did they sort of gravitate to you as a result? One of the things I, I did touch on was uh, – the complications of coming out of the military into the civilian world and flying. In the military, we're taught to fly and we're taught to fly under the military rules and regulations. A lot of that does conform or does mirror the FAA regulations, but you're not actually given a pilot license uh, signed by the FAA. So when they come out, unless they've done, uh, unless they've taken a course uh, outside of their military career in order to get their licenses, they come out with basically nothing. Uh, they have to go to a school where they get their multi-engine and single in, in, in instrument and and all those ratings have to be uh, conformed to and you have to have that FA, of course, certificate in your pocket when you come to apply. Uh, the other thing is, is that when we're looking for pilots in, in the business aviation world and also in the airline industry, we're looking for guys who have crew time. In, in other words, they've sat next to somebody else in a seat like a C-17 or a C-5 or P-3, P-8, and they've, uh, they've gained some experience as a crew member and not just as a single pilot uh, in a jet like an F-18 or an F-16 or, or something like that. So um, those are the, some of the challenges for the military guys coming out. Coming into the business side of aviation versus the airline side can also be much more beneficial for them. So if, for instance, you have a pilot, he was the Air Force One pilot flying a 747 and flying the, the president around. If he comes out I'll look at his experience and probably give him much more credit as well as our insurance companies will for his experience. And that will help him uh, move up through the ranks much faster than if he went to the airlines. If he goes to the airlines, he's number zero on the seniority list and he's going to have to move his way up no matter what his experience was. Uh, in the aviation world, we can overlook that. You don't move up based on your seniority. You move up based on your experience and your work ethics and the type of pilot that you are and what you put into it is what you get out of it. Ernesta, you are one of the most amazing young aviation professionals I know. And I say that without any hesitation. I mean, you are one of the 
uh, 40 Under 40. You are uh, on the board of directors at the PNBAA, and you work with the YoPro movement at NBAA. And I want to know what you heard and what you said at this uh, forum that, that may be connected with, with people who are your age and younger. Well, my main thing is I was very passionate with, with what I was doing, and I would have not gotten to this level if it wasn't for all of my mentors. And I don't have just one or two. I have quite a few mentors, and everybody has their own different path. And so I just looked and see what they were all doing, and I figured out what I wanted to do after observing everybody's own journey. And so I got here just by looking at what everybody that I was following was doing. And then also my mentors pushing me outside of my comfort zone and putting me out there to become a better leader to, you know, volunteer and expose myself to like the PNBAA, NBAA, just overall the business aviation industry. You know, that, that's a, a story that is not just familiar, but it's, it's the one that works over and over again, isn't it? Christy, when we talk about young people who come into our business, two things happen. One is they find themselves the connections they need to learn more. They find the people to latch on to in the most positive way and, um, and basically sort of trail them and learn from them. But on the other hand, they have those mentors like Ernesta, like Brian Miller, like Brian Kester and yourself, mentors who can actually sort of open up doors and, and tell folks how to get from point A to point B without falling down. Uh, absolutely. There's um, so many examples of wonderful mentors in this industry and uh, NBA creating the pathway for them to do it in a more formal way is is a wonderful thing as well with our mentorship program, but folks like Ernesta and Brian uh, are paying it forward in ways that uh, will continue to uh, resonate and plant a seed with folks that uh, may end up being incredible professionals in the business aviation industry uh, just by taking the time to give back today in, in this example. And you're never too young to be a mentor. As Brian and Ernesta and uh, others are uh, mentored as well, they're bringing other folks into the fold and uh, mentoring. And it's it's up to all of us to take that, take ownership and pay it forward in our industry and take the time to talk to folks that might be interested in either uh, getting into the industry or uh, furthering their career path. They're was one prevalent uh, discussion item that we in business aviation are incredibly passionate about this industry. We love to help others, and there's so many opportunities to advance your career. One of the things that Brian Miller said, um, and he talked about the, the different uh, the diversity in the aircraft that he gets a chance to fly, the diversity in the destinations. But uh, one of the resounding things that he talked about was that business aviation is fun. And I really loved that. Brian Kester, how did it all come together? How did this all, uh, when, when you read the 
the faces of the kids who were there. And I know there was some active recruiting going on as well. How did we fare when, it, when we stacked up against uh, perhaps others who were competing for the same attention from the same crowd? I think we fared pretty well. It definitely helped to have the session and such engaging, active panelists to talk about what they're doing, the interesting careers they've had, how they've gotten to where they are, how they've been able to make a difference uh, within the industry. Uh, it certainly helps to, to capture and motivate young professionals and you see them um, in the audience paying attention and coming up to us afterwards to ask questions. That's kind of one of the better measures of, of how these panels go is the feedback you get afterwards. Are people coming up to talk to you, to follow up? And I would say that by that measure, it was very much a success. Brian Miller, let me ask you, uh, for other aviation professionals, uh, whether they're flight crew, uh, schedule dispatch, maintenance, administrative, can you talk a little bit about maybe some of the, the, the lessons we could pass on in an event like this? First of all, Ernesto mentioned that, uh, you know, the pilots sort of get the glory, which we don't do it without everybody else in this industry. You know, we, we may fly the planes, but without our mechanics, our dispatchers, our schedulers, uh, everybody else that, that works, uh, you know, there's 50 people in my department and only 10 of us are pilots, if that gives you an idea what it takes. Um, without them, we don't uh, succeed. So uh, as far as uh, the, you know, paying it forward thing, this business is really not a very large community. It's a pretty small community and we're pretty much all family. And like any family, you take care of each other. Um, in order to do that, we need to bring up the young ones um, and, and teach them what we know, just like we learned uh, as we were coming up when we were young. You know, the, the experience, the wise, uh, the wise folks in the industry, they gave us our knowledge that we are indebted to give to the young ones coming up to the industry. Ernesto, I'd like to ask, what would you tell someone at a different local or regional group, how they might be able to best represent and reap the best rewards from an event like this. Get out there and be involved with the community and personally reach out and talk to people individually and tell them about your experience. A lot of them really don't know or have an idea that it's hard to tap into the business aviation industry. And so having somebody that is doing different types of are involved in different jobs and different career field to go out there and expose that part of the business aviation side and that could just be like from the accounting side to customer service to line service to schedulers dispatchers the charter field of that i mean it really is um there's a lot of variety and so when people start presenting that and going out there and showing that they are in the field, that they also have different types of jobs. I think it'll open up a lot of eyes to, and a lot of interest to kind of get everybody to start looking more seriously into business aviation. Finally, Christy, you got involved in asking some of the questions. What was great about the panel, Brian Kester and I really wanted to create a dialogue, a conversation that uh, the audience felt a part of. And I think that's really what happened, uh, that we could talk about the various career 
pathways out there in business aviation. And the goal of today was to plant a seed. I think we did that in several of the the minds of the individuals that were not only at our session, but stopped at the exhibit booth about the fact that business aviation is a really unique and fun and exciting career path option that they might want to consider when they're ready to start sending those resumes out and build those relationships and find those mentors. For more information on NBAA's efforts to attract and develop young professionals, check out the website nbaa.org slash YOPRO, that's Y-O-P-R-O, stands for Young Professionals. You'll find out all about the mission, upcoming events, and how you can get involved. That's nbaa.org slash YOPRO. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan podcasts at Apple's iTunes website, your favorite podcast website, or download them from nbaa.org. I'm Pete Combs. Thanks for listening to Flight Plan.